If you have your Bibles this morning, turn to Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 18. Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 18. I trust that this message will be a help and a blessing to you this morning. I'm going to preach on a subject that every one of us has one of these. You used it this morning. It's only about this big. It's red and it's in your mouth. Now you're catching on. We all have one. In fact, it gets us into a lot of trouble. In fact, there's times when we say, oh, I wish I didn't, I wish I hadn't said that, especially if you've been married. Most of the time, it's your words that get you into trouble. It's things you've said. I, I'm sure if I ask the guys to raise their hands, have you ever said to your spouse, honey, I wish I hadn't said that. <laughs> and you regretted saying certain things that came out of your mouth. Well, the Bible has a lot to say about the tongue. I, I make it a practice to, uh, read a proverb every day, the 31 Proverbs, and I try to correspond with the day of the week. And so, uh, read Proverbs 17 today. And, uh, what's interesting, almost every chapter in the book of Proverbs has many verses about the tongue. Now, James writes, he almost spends the entire chapter on the tongue. And the tongue gets us into a lot of trouble. And the tongue just speaks what the heart speaks. And I found this out. If uh, you're not right with God, you're not filled with the Spirit of God, it's easy to allow your tongue to say things that it ought not to. Dale Moody, years ago, famous evangelist, started the Moody Church in Chicago. He's with the Lord now. But Moody said this, and many times we quote some of his sayings. He said, if God's people in God's church couldn't talk for a month, they would see revival. Now, there's a lot of truth to that. A lot of truth to that. Now, I'm not suggesting that we don't talk for a month, all right? I, I think some would be, it'd be hard not to talk for a month. Last week, I preached from Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart, lead not into thy own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. I've been trying to practice that verse in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Galatians chapter 5 verse 25 says, If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. I've asked myself many times, how many decisions do I make without being controlled by the Spirit of God? How many decisions do you make? Did you wake up this morning and say, God, I need to be controlled by your Spirit? In Proverbs chapter 10, verse 32, the lips of the righteous know what is acceptable. So there are some things that are acceptable, and there are some things that are not acceptable. But the mouth of the wicked speaketh forwardness. Proverbs 21, 23, whoso keepeth his mouth and his tongue keepeth his soul from troubles. Now think about your words. If you have kids in your home, do you always cut them down? Do you call them lazy? Do you tell them they're good for nothing? Folks, words are powerful. I'm so thankful that God spoke this world into existence. He said, let there be light, and there was light. His word is powerful. And James tells us, 
What is a spiritual person? It's easy to think that we have the definition of spirituality. And we think sometimes being spiritual is uh, knowing a lot about the Bible. Or growing up in a Christian home. Are we, uh, I think I memorized a lot of verses years ago in Awana. But James tells us, James chapter 1, verse 26, he said, If any man among you seem to be religious. That word seem is an interesting word. They really think they're spiritual. They think they're right with God. They think they are, uh, they've arrived. Uh, they, they believe that. They seem to be religious and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart. This man's religion is vain. First thing James says, if you don't bridle your tongue, your religion is vain. Uh, secondly, he says, pure religion undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit. That means more than just stop by and say, hello. It means to take care of them. What James says, spirituality is involved with our service. Reaching out to people that cannot reach out to us. And then keeping yourself unspotted from the world. That's true spirituality in God's eyes. Ephesians 4.29. Paul writes, let no. He doesn't say let some. Let when you get mad, when someone's hurt you, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. I love this verse because Paul doesn't say don't think about it because you think about it. It's just, you know, sometimes you allow what's in your mind to come out of your mouth. Remember years ago, Joel was probably six or seven years old. He had that habit. What was here just came out of his mouth. And we told him smoking is not good for you. So we ended in Meyer. And we're walking in Meyer. He's just a little, maybe he was four or five, I don't know. And uh, this guy was smoking and Joel said to this man, we never met the man before. He goes, smoking's bad, it'll give you cancer. I said, Joel! Don't do that. But it's a good thing we don't say everything that comes to our mind. Like when you're in the mall and you're, you're ready to say, son, you need to pull up your pants. It's a good thing it doesn't come out of your mouth. He said, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. You see, that person doesn't deserve grace. We don't deserve grace. God gives us grace. Gives us grace until they hears. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed until the day of redemption. Very next verse. says, if we're not careful about what we say, we grieve the Spirit of God. The other day I was reading in the book of Proverbs, and Proverbs 15, verse 2 says, A wise man is careful about what he says. Then verse 3 said, The eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. I believe what Solomon was trying to tell us, that when we say something behind someone's back, we're saying in the face of God, He hears it. Perhaps that's why God has given us a tongue that's behind some bars called the teeth. Someone said we all have a concealed weapon. We carry one all the time. When we open our mouth, it's not concealed any longer. What does the Bible have to say about the tongue? 
In Proverbs chapter 10, verses 18 through 21, He that hideth hatred with lying lips, he that uttereth a slander is a fool. In the multitude of words there wanteth not sin, but he that refraineth his lips is wise. The tongue of the just is as choice silver. The heart of the wicked is little worth. The lips of the righteous feed many, but fools die for want of wisdom. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Father, I'm so thankful this morning that you care enough about us that you cover every area of our lives. And Lord, this is an area that all of us, we struggle with. And especially today with Facebook. And uh, Father, it just seems like um, uh, it's one of those respectable sins that uh, uh, many times as Christians, we feel like there's nothing wrong with it. And Lord, I, I pray that you would guide my lips, guide my heart, guide my thoughts. In Jesus' name, amen. This past Wednesday, October, the 13th, I got a post from a man that used to be our assistant pastor years ago, and that was Doug Richards. And maybe some of you got his post too, and he said that a year ago, uh, he was in the hospital with surgery on his heart. And he was just saying that he was so thankful that he wasn't in St. Mary's Hospital in Milwaukee having surgery. It brought back memories when he was here last time, and it was in uh, May 5th, and it was on a Wednesday night, and we had the Juana Grand Prix, and he came in, and if you know Doug Richards, he's a hugger, and he came up on the platform, gave me a big hug, and uh, I said, how's it going? And he said, well, I resigned from my church Sunday night. He said, it's been hard. He said, I'll tell you about it after the service. So he went out with most everybody else out to the gymnasium to the Juana Grand Prix. And after the service, I talked to him. He had talked to several other people. And uh, uh, he said, well, I said, what happened? He said, I just couldn't take it anymore. He said, several years ago, there was uh, uh, this family that sinned against another family. And he said, I've learned several things. He said, I've learned that you don't win in those situations because some of the families feel like you weren't strong enough and others feel like you were too strong. You just don't win. He said, I found this out too, that uh, when someone comes in and they have a complaint against another member, have them write it down because he said, it's happened so many times that uh, when I call that person in and say, okay, this, what, what did you say about this person? I didn't say anything. And he said, it makes you look like the liar. But he said, what happened? This uh, lady got bitter over it, and she was angry. And so she went around to other members in the church and stirred them up to go against the pastor. And uh, uh, he said it kept getting worse and worse and worse. And uh, he said he'd go up to this lady and... She didn't have a problem. She said everything was okay, but she had a problem. And she would go around and gossip to different people. And he finally said that uh, at a business meeting, uh, he was conducting business in a church, and this lady stood up and said, I, I believe Doug Richard needs to resign. He said, I just quit. Because he had said that year, I had open-heart surgery, I totaled my car, and I had a hip replacement. He said, I just couldn't take it anymore. 
the church dissolved. He said they had to meet at a park. I uh, text him on Wednesday, and he still hasn't found a position. He's filling in a pulpit, but he said it really crushed him. It hurt. All because the tongue. Now, folks, sometimes we think that it's a respectable sin. I mean, I'm not uh, committing adultery or murder. But, but sometimes we think it's okay to, to slander people. Folks, it is not okay on Facebook or anywhere else. It's, it's a Christian thing to obey God in this area. Paul gives us a list of wicked sins, and he has murder, and he has adultery, and fornication. And then he has whispers in the same category, the same list. Sometimes we think it's okay to slander someone, and we just throw everything we, we think that that person did. And if it's not all true, it's okay because I was hurt. It doesn't matter if we were hurt or not. God places a strong, stern warning against backbiting and slander. And maybe someone has hurt you. Maybe your ex hurt you. And folks, it's not right for us to slander that person. Two of the Ten Commandments deal with the tongue. In Exodus chapter 20, verse 7, Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will hold, not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. And then the Ninth Commandment, Exodus chapter 20, verse 16, Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. That always cracks me up when I meet somebody and I'm witnessing to them and, and they'll say, well, the way you get to heaven is you obey the Ten Commandments. I said, well, if that's the way you get to heaven, what are the Ten Commandments? Well, I don't know the Ten Commandments. They might give me one of the Ten Commandments, but if that's the way to heaven and you don't know the Ten Commandments, uh, you better learn the Ten Commandments. Now, first of all, number one, the wicked use of words. The wicked use of words. Now, God gave us a tongue and a mouth to encourage. Isn't it a blessing when you're having a hard day and someone comes up and encourages you? Isn't that nice? Isn't it great to come to church and someone say, it's good to see you here? It's better than them saying, boy, you ruined my day. I didn't think I'd see you today. This is what the Bible says, verse 18. He that hideth hatred with lying lips, he that uttereth a slander is a fool. That's what God says. God said it's the heart. Now this is someone uh, that the Bible describes that they would come up to you if they had a problem with you, and they would say words of flattery and they would be nice to you, but once you're out of the way and they get with their friends, then they begin to cut you down. Solomon said, this is wickedness. Proverbs 10, 12, Hatred stirreth up strifes, but love covereth all sins. The word utter means to place in front of. What is interesting is we assume so many things in our lives. We jump to conclusions. It was about eight months ago, my wife wanted a shelf in our uh, cat, our little closet with the washer and dryer. 
And as you go into our bedroom, there's a little closet, and you open it up, and there's a washer and dryer. She says, I'd like a shelf. I said, all right. With my disease, I guess you're going to have to put the shelf in. I said, just be careful, because on the other side of it are some hoses. I said, you don't want to hit one of those hoses. She said, oh, I won't. So she got the drill out, and she made a hole and put the shelf up. And I said, you did a great job. And it was a couple hours later, we walked out to the garage, and there was water on the floor coming from a closet. She said, oh, no, I hit the hose. I said, you did. So I hired, I called somebody to come in, and they said, they were looking at it, and they said, I think your wife hit the hose. <laughs> I said, Lynn, you hit the hose. She said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I hit the hose. I said, you hit the hose. I told you, be careful of the hose. And so the repairman had to come back, and they moved the water heater and thought it might be that. And uh, as they were, they cut into the wall, and they found out there was a pipe that just happened to leak at the same time. It rusted. And she said, Bob, I didn't hit those. <laughs> I said, you didn't hit those. But folks, you know how quickly we are to jump into conclusions? We've all done that. You think in your mind you have all the facts. We don't have all the facts. And we better be careful. Only God has all the facts. The wicked use of words. Someone said, work on your attitude because you can change your attitude, but you can't change your words. What Paul tells us and what Jesus tells us and what Solomon's tell us that the greatest evidence that we're not filled with the Spirit of God is what comes out of our mouth. Folks, the Bible says to pray for our president. It never says criticize our president. You may not like some of the policies, but we're instructed to pray for him. Did you realize that if we would spend more time in prayer for people that we criticize, we would see revival. The word slander is the evil report to whisper an evil report. People who slander are very insecure. Very insecure. Because they find their security by cutting someone else down. And what is the definition of slander? Slander is to spread lies. Uh, slander is to... Uh, Share something bad about someone. Do you know there's some people, when they come up to you and they ask you different questions, they're not asking for because they have a heart of concern. They're asking because they want to spread what they hear. And sometimes people come up to you and they start asking you questions and you give them that information. Oh, they can't wait. Man, they, they have to share that information with others. Leviticus, Leviticus chapter 19, verse 16. Thou shalt not go up and down as a tailbearer among thy people. Neither shalt thou stand against the blood of thy neighbor. I am the Lord. That's Old Testament. God said, don't do that. He's given us a tongue to glorify him. Proverbs 12, 22, Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but they that deal truly are His delight. You see, if you have an attitude towards someone, you're bitter towards someone, it will come out. 
It will not stay in your heart. It will come out. And it will come out many times in, in the form of slander uh, towards another person. Now, why do we slander? Because if I can cut somebody else down, at the same time, it lifts me up. I'm trying to cover some sin in my life. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32. Be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. Even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. See, when I examine my heart, I haven't forgiven that person. Because I'm supposed to forgive that person right away. And if I tell somebody else about the offense, I have not forgiven that person. I am thankful that God Almighty forgives us of every sin we've committed. If God decided not to forgive us of one sin, we would not be going to heaven. Now, folks, people will offend us. That's why throughout the entire Bible, God talks about how to deal with people that offend us. And some, someone was married for 50-some years, 58 years. I said, what's the secret to your longevity? He said, a lot of forgiveness. A lot of forgiveness. Now, why do the bad words come out, the hurtful words? It's because we haven't forgiven. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 5, Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another. Be clothed with humility, for God resists the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Now, I want God's grace. And it just seems like with the pandemic, uh, folks, we have been attacking one another and other Christians. What we need to do is pray for one another. We're not the enemy. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12 says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So that person that has hurt you, you know what God is saying to you? Pray for that person. Because we all have a scale in our hearts. And if we feel guilty, sometimes we blame other people for that guilt. We live in a society today that people won't admit that it's their problem, right? And it might be their wrong response to the situation. And so what some people do, it's never their fault. It's their parents' fault, or it's their uh, coach's fault, or it's their teacher's fault, or it's their pastor's fault. Uh, folks, Isaiah, when he saw God high and lifted up, he said, woe unto me, for I'm a man of unclean lips. First thing he said, it's me. Isaiah was a prophet. See, when he saw God high and lifted up, he saw himself for how he really was. First Peter chapter 3, verse 10. For he that will love life. This repeated several places in the Bible in Proverbs 2. For he that will love life. If you love life, you want to love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no guile. You want a happy life? You want a good life? You want to glorify God? Be careful what you say. Nor secondly, the wise use of words. In the multitude of words, there wanteth not sin. But he that refraineth his lips is wise. The tongue of the just is as choice silver, 
The heart of the wicked is little worth. It's interesting what Solomon says in verse 19. He says, you better be careful. Because the more you talk, there's a better chance you're going to say something you shouldn't. Have you ever had some other people over and you just kept talking and talking and you shoot the breeze? And all of a sudden the conversation turns towards something that you shouldn't talk about? A person? And you start cutting down that person. You know who wins in that? The devil. Because he is a slander. And that's why he loves it when Christians talk about each other and cut each other. Hey, you know what's you know sad? It's happening all over our country today. And folks, Satan is at the end of his life. He knows it. Not his life, but his ministry. He knows his influence is almost over. He knows a better Bible better than we do. The wise use of words. So what Solomon is saying is, be careful about what you say. Proverbs fifteen twenty eight: The heart of the righteous studieth to answer, but the mouth of the wicked poureth out evil things. Proverbs 18, verse 13, He that answereth a matter before he heareth it, it is folly and shame unto him. That's a tremendous verse. What is saying? Get all the facts. If you hear information from one person, you're hearing from one side. You don't have all the facts. Someone said there's, uh, there's two sides to the story. I'm thankful that God knows the truth about it. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 13, A talebearer revealeth secrets, but he that is of a faithful spirit concealeth the matter. Verse 20, The tongue of the just is as choice silver. The heart of the wicked is little worth. I would encourage you sometimes, just read through the Bible, and you'll see how many times God addresses the tongue. Folks, it'd be wise for us to be careful about what we say. And an evidence that we're not controlled by the Spirit of God is what comes out of our mouth. You see, we think it's a respectable sin. Everybody does it. It's just like worry. It's just like fear. No, it's not like every other sin. It's a terrible sin. Jesus died for the sin. Your speech reflects the heart Thirdly, we see verse 21, the worthy use of words. The lips of the righteous feed many, but fools die for want of wisdom. Think about the good uses that we can have with our tongue. Jonathan Priest told me that on Wednesday night, Ashley Bills got to lead a little girl to the Lord. Isn't that great? That's exciting. What I should do with my tongue, I should pray for people. I should praise God. I should tell others about Jesus Christ. And what I've tried to really practice a lot, you know, I get all kinds of sales calls. And uh, when you start witnessing to them, it's amazing how quickly they want to hang up. You know, oh, no, no, you need this product. You need this product. I said, by the way, if you died today, um, would you go to heaven? What did you say? I said, if you died today, would you go to heaven? Uh, um, um, then, then they hang up on me. So if you want them to hang up, just witness to them, all right? If you don't witness to them, then they'll tell you why you need this product. 
The wise use of the tongue. God says, I want you to cast all your care upon me for you care, for I care for you. And God says, I want you to pray about everything. Pray without ceasing. There's so much we could, we could just be praising God. It would change our disposition if we would praise God. The purpose of the tongue is to glorify God. Let me encourage you. When you go home today, why don't you glorify God with your tongue? Remember, God hears everything. In Proverbs 10, verse 11, the mouth of a righteous man is a well of life. It's like a gourmet meal. The tongue can encourage. Proverbs 18, the Bible says the tongue can produce life or bring life or death. And if you're married, I would encourage you, instead of being critical, compliment. Because one of the rules of good communication, and we're terrible at it, is attack the problem, not the person. Now, we're not very good at that. We attack the person instead of the problem. Communication is important. The tongue reveals the heart. This is what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 12, verse 34. Oh, generation of vipers. How can ye being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. It amazes me. Even to this day, it was a couple of weeks ago, I had a doctor's appointment. So what did the doctor do? He said, stick out your tongue. Whenever they tell me to do that, I think of my mom saying, don't stick out your tongue. So you stick out your tongue and he looks at your tongue and he, he can tell how your physical health is. What God is saying to us, your words reveal what's going on in the heart. If you're bitter towards someone, it will come out in your words. If you haven't forgiven someone, it will come out in your words. We need to be controlled by the Spirit of God. Psalm 19, verse 14, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Folks, it does affect us. I mean, you don't like to be around someone that complains all the time or someone that's critical. And we would never, ever Slander someone if there wasn't someone with a listening ear. If you would ever say, well, I don't want to hear that. Because the person that talks about you or talks about someone else will talk about you. 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 13. And with all they learned to be idle, wandering about from house to house, and not only idle, but tattlers also, and busybodies, Speaking things which they ought not. In Proverbs chapter 18, verse 8, the Bible says the words of a tailbearer are as wounds, or really delicious morsels. And they go down into the innermost parts of the belly. We love to hear juicy news. We have a candy jar at home. I don't know why they put it in the little table with the lamp right next to my chair. I don't know why. And then they tell me, don't eat from it. 
And it used to have M&Ms in it. Now it has candy corn and big pumpkin, candy pumpkins. And I don't know, Joe has unbelievable sense of hearing. Because if I move my hand over and, and I start lifting it up, it just tings a little bit. And he goes, ooh, ooh. <laughs> if you want to go on the diet, have Joe around, all right? He's the food police. That like the other day, he went to his room, other side of the house. I thought, all right, I got an opportunity. So uh, somehow I clinged it. I didn't know. He comes around and goes, ooh, ooh. <laughs> I said, Joe, I was just looking. I told my wife the other day, I said, you know, being in the hospital and stuff, I gained some weight. I don't know what I'm going to do. I got to exercise. She said, you can get one of those diet patches. And I'm thinking, she got me. I thought, wow, they have diet patches? I said, they work? She goes, yeah, they go over to your mouth. <laughs> but folks, it's hard to eat just one M&M. Amen? <laughs> May you put one in your mouth and I don't care if Joe hears or not, I'm getting another one. And that's what the Bible says when you hear slander. Tell me more. Tell me more. Because it does something in your body. But folks, we're really helping Satan out. I want to encourage you, if you're married, be careful what you say to your spouse. If you're a Christian, be careful what you hear. Instead of saying things, let's use our mouth to glorify God. Dale Moody said this, I have noticed that when a man is full of the Holy Spirit, he's the very last man to complain about other people. Wow. Dale Moody said this, he said, I have noticed if someone's controlled by the Spirit of God, they're not going to slander. So when someone comes to you and they slander another person, they're not controlled by the Holy Spirit of God. They're controlled by flesh. It will change your relationship. It will change the way that you view life. It will change your attitude. Speak well of others. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. His heads are bowed and eyes are closed this morning. I realize a message like this affects all of us because... As James says, you can't control the tongue, but we can be controlled by the Spirit of God. Perhaps there's someone here this morning, you say, Pastor, i, I got to be careful what I say about my boss or about my spouse or about other people. God's convicted me this morning. Here's my hand. Please pray for me. Would you lift your hand? It's all over this auditorium today. Folks, it's serious. You're tearing people down. You're tearing God's children down. Perhaps there's someone here this morning, you say, Pastor, please pray for me. I'm not sure I'm going to heaven when I die. That concerns me. That really scares me. If I would die right now, I'm not sure where I would go. I'd like to pray for you this morning. Would you raise your hand if that's you and you say, Pastor, I'm not sure I'm on my way to heaven 
Here's my hand. Please pray for me. Would you lift that hand? Is there anyone like that at all this morning? As heads are bowed, eyes are closed, would you please stand? And I'm going to have a word of prayer. And folks, would you tell God you're sorry for the words that come out of your mouth? Maybe even on the way to church this morning, you said some things you shouldn't have said. Maybe this morning you gossiped and you shouldn't have gossiped. Maybe this morning you slandered some people. You know what? I still remember the hurt that was in Doug's face. Because some lady was bitter and she was angry. Don't let that happen to you, Father. Oh, I pray this morning that we'd be careful about what comes out of our mouth. That we would encourage. That we would pray. That we would praise. And Lord, you're worthy. In heaven, everything will be perfect. But Father, help us to realize when slander comes out of our mouth, we're not being controlled by the Spirit of God. We're being controlled by the flesh. We're not glorifying you. We're helping the devil.